1: On a scale of 1 to 10, how big of a fan of Patrick Wah are you? I'm an 11 out of 10, and the literal translation of Roy is king. Uh, part of the reason I love him so much is that we are very similar, and my guess is the book on Patrick Wa would be very similar to what the book is on me. He's uncontrollable. My dad would be proud of that fact.
2: This is the Rod Peterson Show!
1: It absolutely is. Uh, Happy Tuesday, Canada. Good afternoon to our viewers on the uh, East Coast, and good morning to those of us out here in Western Canada. We're broadcasting live from the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. It's our 16th week here at the Stage Bar, Calgary's entertainment destination. And I'm going to tell you what, this is why we love daytime sports so much, because we can get into things before anybody else. When, When things come down, like they have today in the middle of the day, we're bringing in from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, Darren Moose Dupont. Uh, he joins us on video chat today. Hey Moose, what do you know, man? Nice hair, nice fluff, man. You got some lacquer hey, on hey. that, some shine. Yeah, What's great up? Great
3: hair. <laughs> little tough tribe. Little tough tribe. Rolling in the in the uh, hair, so
1: we're good. It's amazing that you say that because this morning I'm literally rationing my tough tribe for men. we got to do a new deal or something. I'm going through this stuff far too fast. But if you love the host's hair on the RP show, you can thank tough tribe for men. Check him out. Okay. The breaking news. I don't know where to start. Uh, Joining us on the program today, Hustlerama from Winnipeg Sports Talk. He's going to be with us in hour one and then in hour two. Mike Richards, two iconic Canadian broadcasters, and we'll probably get into into the National Hockey League stuff. We've got in my quick six, which we'll get to in in a moment here, is this NHL free agency stuff, Uh, the Rough Riders of the CFL pausing their work week because of a COVID breakout, the power rankings, the MLB Home Run Derby last night. The all-star game tonight. Canada loses a big soccer game in the Kankakev championship final. There's a million things to get to today. So, Director Jordan, can you please hit the quick six show horn, please? Uh, By the way, over the speakers, Moose, you might hear today they're announcing the specials and what's going on here at Gray Eagle in the casino. Okay, you may or may not pick that up. So, when I talk about breaking news, there's a mosquito got loose in here. Uh, That's not the breaking news. We can get to the Kachuk stuff and the Pierre-Luc Dubois stuff, but apparently Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goodreau, appeared on the hockey's most famous podcast, Spittin' Chicklets, and talked about how close he was to signing with his hometown New Jersey Devils, but didn't. Columbus swooped in late with a better offer. This is Goudreau. Reminder, I'm getting to Kachuk and Pierre-Luc Dubois. But Don Cherry, our good friend Donald S. Cherry, on his Grapevine podcast, said this week, and I've got it here in my hot little hands, it's clear Don Cherry feels that Goudreau ran from Calgary because he didn't want to be held to a high standard. Gaudreau won't have the pressure in Columbus that he would have in Calgary, and maybe that's how he wanted it. That's from grapes. So this is my opening preamble. You can jump in pretty much at any time, Moose, but I will tell you that... I've never seen anything like it. This is my first free agency period in an NHL market. I'm used to uh, the CFL side of things. And and it was all day, every day Rough Riders. And it was like, ah! But there, I stood and listened to it. Here in Calgary, it's all day, every day, Goudreau and Kachuk. And now I'm grateful to have a second chance at things and go, I'm backing out of this. I'm not listening to it. Goodbye. I'm sequestering myself and putting on music, meditation. I'm I'm out. Because there's so much bunk. And Clark, you know, Producer Clark, he goes, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois requested a trade in Winnipeg. I'm like, did he really? Because I saw on the weekend a reporter here in town tweeted that Michael Backlund of the Flames requested a trade. That was proven to be false. There's so much bunk, so much misinformation. I don't even know where to start. So of all those things coming in hot, Moose, this, I think you want to start with what Grape said about Johnny Hockey
3: gosh i i missed on cherry on television because he would let that fly on saturday night wouldn't he and he'd let his feelings be known and whether it's i mean he would have a good idea of some of the players and what their their mindset is but i know he wouldn't speak for everybody he might not have it nailed down but it's clearly one reason why johnny gaudreau might not want to be in calgary anymore i mean it might be better for his you know, his mental health, if he doesn't want to be under the pressure and under the microscope and being accosted in the grocery store and all those different things that go along with being a National Hockey League, not just a player, a superstar in a Canadian market.
1: Well, there's a lot of ways to look at it. There's a lot of ways to skin a cat. Um, pressure busts pipes or pressure makes diamonds, however you want to look at it. But, I, but I'm but i just telling you, they are beyond riddled with anxiety here in this town about the future of the flames and matthew kachuk and can i just say this as a certified mental health coach uh, and uh, addiction recovery but also just mental health uh, mental health various issues worrying aka anxiety is like being in a rocking chair it keeps you busy but it doesn't get you anywhere and i'm telling you how upset And worried people are about this Kachuk thing. I'm like, come on, go for a walk. But I've been telling Ryder fans that for years, right? I don't know if they ever did listen. So anyways, that's what's come down the pipe with Gaudreau just today. As of Monday, the Flames filed for a club-elected salary arbitration with Matthew Kachuk. By doing so, a restricted free agent Kachuk is, he's unable to receive an offer sheet from another team. He's 24 years old only. He played in all 82 games for the Flames last year. Had a career high in goals, assists, and points. Tied for ninth in the league in goals. They don't want him to get away. I don't know if he's going to get away or not. That's the point. Having been at the Flames facility last week, Gaudreau leaving completely caught them off guard. That was the sense that I got. So how are you going to tell me what Kachuk wants to do? If they didn't know what Gaudreau was going to do or wanted to do, how do they know what Kachuk's going to do? Now, I look at this roster, similar to the Jets in a way, and I go, too many Americans and Europeans. I'm sorry, and I understand it's not the 80s, but I told you this on the phone this morning. The flames of the 80s that went to the Stanley Cup final twice, won once. Mike Vernon, Calgary. Tim Hunter, Calgary. Landy McDonald, Hannah Alberta. The lineup was full of those. The Oilers, Grant Fuhrer, where? Spruce Grove or Stony Plain? Mark Messier, Edmonton. But why draft them and sign him and groom them if the, you think they don't want to be in your market? I don't understand it. And it's the same with the Jets. The Jets had until Monday afternoon to file club-elected salary arbitration for Pierre-Luc Dubois. They chose not to do that. So the Flames did it with Kachuk, but the Jets didn't with PLD. This leaves it to the Jets and, and uh, the agent for, your, for Pierre-Luc Dubois to either work out a deal or trade him. So that's how Winnipeg's riddled with anxiety now. And Hustler's going to join us later to talk about this because, to be honest, that kind of stuff loses me. But where are you on local players and guys that don't want to be there? Because I'm like, if you don't want to be here, there's the door. I would tell anybody that. I don't think any winning franchise would do that.
3: It happens. I mean, we look at, you know, players that come into markets, you know, Europeans or so. They become locals after a certain period of time. Mika Kiprasov felt right at home in Calgary after a certain number of time. But then you had, you know, Jerome McGinley, Craig Conroy, and guys like that that just were the, you know, the backbone, the heart and soul of your organization. I think it does help, for sure, having guys that are from the area or at least buying in to your identity of your organization, of your city, of your culture, all those things, because you want to keep people together for a long period of time. When you just bring in guys you know that don't want to be there, they're just waiting for their first ticket out of town. And with Matthew Kachuk, we don't know what he wants to do, but we will know soon. I mean, there's two ways to get to unrestricted free agency. You hit 27 years of age by July 1st, which he's only 24, or you play seven years in the NHL. Well, he's gone through six seasons now in Calgary. This will be his seventh. So this time next year... If he doesn't sign long-term right now, Matthew Kachuk could be an unrestricted free agent next July. So that's why I think Flames fans are in some anxiety.
1: And I get it, but what I'm trying to tell them is you worrying about it isn't going to help the situation, so find another hobby. In Winnipeg, Pierre-Luc Dubois is not a star. Not a star, but I'll save more of that conversation with Hustlerama. When he joins us, Ted in Red Deer says, "A Hustler and Mike Richards today. Buckle up, folks. This is going to be great. From Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, It's called rumors. Sometimes correct, but mostly false. And they can be fun, but I guess I'm telling you at this stage of my life and my age, I'm not that interested in them anymore. Give me facts. I don't want to hear the fake news because it's a waste of my time. James in Manitoba. The loss of Don Cherry sucked, and I hope he returns to television. Rod reminds me of a younger Don because he says what he wants. That, <laughs> thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. I appreciate it. So that's my first point. Moving on to point two, remaining free agents still left on the board. Among the forwards, Patrice Bergeron of the Bruins, formerly of the Bruins, Nazem Kadri of the Colorado Avalanche, Phil Kessel of the Arizona Coyotes, Paul Stastny of the Jets. Blue liners. John Klingberg, P.K. Suban, Keith Yandel, and the top goalie available is Braden Holtby. I have no idea why people don't want to sign Braden Holtby. I've been touting that the order should have signed him or any one of these other teams, and they just they aren't, and I'm sure they have their reasons. But we've whittled it down for our poll question today for Capital Automal Universal Collision Center, and it is, who's the top available remaining free agent? And the four we whittled down were Bergeron, Caudry, Kessel, or Klingberg. And I probably should have put P.K. Subban in there, but I will bring, if we can um, bring the moose back on. And our poll question is for Capital and Universal Collision Center with dealerships all across the prairies. And trust me, CFL fans, your turn's coming up next. What's with P.K. Subban? Now, he's probably going to win a lot of skills competitions, right? He, he acts in movies. He seems like he'd be a lot of fun at parties. How many teams has he been on? How many teams have allowed him to get to free? Montreal, Nashville, New Jersey. And now he's going to go to a fourth. Am I missing any? If, I it, if, it's it. a, if it's a locker room guy, I don't think he's ever had a letter on, has he? I don't think. Somebody tell me, how good is he? If team You don't let franchise guys get away. The case of Bergeron, I don't understand it, but something's going on in Boston. They fired the coach and There seems to be a cultural shift with the Bruins. That I get. But Bergeron's only played for one team ever in his life. Subban is a little like Max Domi. Moving all over the place. Teams don't seem to want these guys. So who's better on that list? Klingberg or uh, Subban, do you think?
3: Yeah, probably Klingberg. He's probably the better option right now coming out of of Dallas because he's a player on the rise you know, P.K. Subban's a player on the decline. I remember he signed that deal and it was over $9 million a year, I believe, you know, and he sees himself as a, you know, tier one defenseman and he, he wants to, and he should, I mean, he should, because he's, you know, you want you to believe in yourself, but teams around the league don't see him as a nine, $10 million defenseman. They see him as a four to $5 million defenseman or a five to $6 million defenseman. And I think he's not willing to accept that yet. And until he is, he's going to hold out here in free agency and I struggle uh, and struggle to catch on with another team.
1: This is the warm up of the RP show. It's going to span the opening two segments with the Moose and I. So just get comfy. But grab your SunGlasses Canada and specifically Alberta. The World Juniors are back in Edmonton this summer from August 9th to the 20th. Single game tickets are on sale now for as low as $40 at hockeycanada.ca. Text World Juniors Now, all caps to 902-518-3033 to be entered to win any regular tournament World Juniors game tickets of your choice. Two winners will be picked every Friday. Last week's winners were Donna and Ryan, and I saw their responses on our text line. They've picked their games, and they're both going, how about that? People wondering why we're talking hockey in July. It's because it's Canada. It's by my mom's birthday, by the way. And um, last night I was flipping through the channels, and I saw... Game Plus TV on the channel grid here in Alberta, and I'm like, well, that's cool, the Rod Peterson show. We got to give people what they want because down in the States, because I'm checking what's going on there, what are they talking about? NFL. Last I checked, they're not playing. It's the offseason. They don't care. You got to give people what they want. And in Canada, it's the National Hockey League. Now, moving on, we got MLB Home Run Derby talk coming up, plus Canada losing in soccer last night. Uh, A little out of order here. We've got a lot of CFL things to get to. The power rankings are out. A preview of Week 7 games. But there's one thing I want to say. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders making a statement on Monday, releasing a statement that they've canceled Tuesday's practice because of a COVID outbreak. However, they worded it. And I was waiting, literally. I was at Edo Japan having supper when this happened, by the way, uh, Darren. I was waiting for some sort of fallout. Like, oh, can't they get their act together? Oh, why are we still doing this? Oh, 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 just the usual COVID talk, right? There was nothing. Nothing. And the sense that I got is people are just, they're just over this. Like, they're over it. It's COVID-19, they call it, Darren. Check, Check your calendar and tell me what it says. It says 2022, doesn't it? They're over it. So, there was no criticism of the riders. There was no criticism of the CFL. It was like just, Uncle, Bob's your uncle. That's the sense I got. You?
3: Doesn't it, doesn't it feel like, you know, when it rains, it pours, right? You know, it goes from bad to worse for the organization. And it's just, well, for I the feel riders. Feel for, sure. The, you, for sure, right? For them, absolutely. You know, you've got, you know, the controversy and you're coming off the Garrett Marino thing and now you're, you the Duke Williams situation and then Wango, you get smoked with about a COVID and that's going to throw you off. And then, you know, you're going to have to deal with that going into your next game. It's a mess. And, you know, they're going to have to find a way to deal with it in terms of the COVID thing. I don't ask me anymore because I don't understand. You know, I thought we were going to be be done with it, but uh, apparently not quite yet.
1: Uh, just wading into the chat comments for a second. My guy, Kevin Hughes, I just met him out here in Camo a couple weeks ago. Thanks for joining us, Kev. He says, Kessel is so underrated. He's one of those guys that just does his job and does it well without flair. For sure, he's been an all-star. I think he and the orders were talking about a $1.25 million one-year deal. I'd sign Kessel for sure if the time was right, and I'd just park him in the left circle on the power play. So you just stay there, Philly. And bang it home. A poor man, uh, 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 uh. Ryan in Saratoga, New York. P.K. Subban was traded from Montreal to Nashville and from Nashville to New Jersey, so this is his first go-around in free agency. Sure, but that's three teams that didn't want him, How, however you want to word it. Nobody's trying to keep him. From Trent Bruner in Norway. Norway here. Rumors remain gossip. Not good for anyone in anything. Local seems to be the best way to recruit. Loyalty to the locals doesn't seem to give, be given any priority. Too bad. Again, I, I'm probably too old school when I say the 89 Flames were loaded with Alberta guys. Can we not do that again? God knows there's enough of them out there. Kale McCarr. Look at the abs. What did I tell you in the phone this morning? Avalanche. Four Sask guys. doesn't even have to be local kids. Let's sign and draft Western Canadian kids more CFL stuff when we come back because I haven't even barely scratched the lid on that. Joe Lazito is watching in New York. He writes and he says, I hope Subban and Max never play for the Islanders. And he's an Islanders fan. PK seems more interested in his brand and Domi doesn't last anywhere. They must be insufferable in the room. Pause for the cause. Smoke him if you got him. And hear a gray eagle. That means something, Moose. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we'll be right back in the warm-up. Hustlerama and Mike Richards on the way. You are watching on the Game Plus television network across all of Alberta and BC Channel 924 on Telesoptic Cable. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. It's the RP Show. Live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. We're in there somewhere. And I'm sitting here kind of bopping with the beat. Let's move the moose in because they got the music going sprinkled all over throughout the uh, slot machines moose and the tables. And they're playing Must Have Been Love. Thinking Pretty Woman. But it's over now. What is that song? must have been love? who sings it?
3: <laughs> yeah, it must have been, you know the hill overlooking the stampede grounds and the uh the saddledome there, yes, Lauren, who you met we were him and I were walking around down there, and there was a band with the cymbals and the orchestra, and the high music they were playing. <laughs> I don't know if it's too much time in the casino, but all I could hear was the slot machines did ding ding ding.
1: Here at the casino, and Darren didn't notice this, it's subconsciously in his mind, he didn't realize, but they play the sound effect of eagles over the speakers here. And I can't really make it the uh, the sound myself, and God, uh, I wouldn't subject you to that, you just heard me sing. But they do play, it's super cool, I love it. They treat us so great here, they're like, we want to take care of you. That's such a nice feeling. Uh, By the way, our NHL coverage is brought to you by by Bronco Plumbing, heating and cooling to schedule maintenance or to learn more about our services, call 306-781-2090 or visit us at broncoplumbing.com. And by the way, it's Taco Tuesday at the over 120 Taco Time locations across Canada. That means your biggest decision is going to be hard or soft shell, beef or veggie. Two-dollar tacos all day at Taco Time. I'm just going to jump to the baseball for a second. My point five was Washington's Juan Soto defeated Seattle star rookie Julio Rodriguez, 1918, in the final of the Home Run Derby to capture the title last night in Los Angeles. It was 88 degrees during the day, cooled off at night at Chavez Ravine, or what I always like to call Rowan's Ravine. It just looked like a beautiful night. The Home Run Derby was fun to, uh, to watch. I'd love to be there sometime. And then what came out of the night, Major League Baseball is considering a pitch clock for next year, along with shift limits, larger bases, and restrictions on pickoff attempts. Reason being, while they shortened the games a few years ago to an average of 2 hours, 43 minutes, it's swelled now to 3 hours, 2 minutes. Average this year. And they're talking about limited use of robot plate umpires to begin as early as 2024. Here's my thing. and I, Another day we should have the poll question. Should Major League Baseball go to robotic umpires? If it'll cut down the bitching on officiating, I would say yes. But I don't know if it will.
3: I don't know if it will. I don't know if it will. I think they're going to come up with, there'll be something, right? That they'll be complaining about, judgment calls, things <laughs> like that. And you'll end up with a lot of challenges, things that the robot can't get. So you'll have a lot of reviews, right? Plays at the plate, things like that. So. Yeah, I don't know, um, but I'm all about whatever's going to, yeah, cut down on the complaining and get more of these calls, right? Because, you know, now they've got the little box, right? They never had this when we were growing up, but they had the, the box now with the strike zone, and you can see and point out every mistake that the umpires make, and then it's just nuts on social media.
1: Well, and by the way, uh, Bailey Weeb is watching in the chat from Winnipeg. It says, hello, first time here. The Dubois situation. Hey Bailey, sit down. We covered it at the very first topic of the show, 11 a.m. Central your time. So you got to be in here when coffee starts, 11 a.m. Central. But coming up next segment, Hustlerama from Winnipeg Sports Talk, and we'll get into the Dubois situation. But right now we're in the warm up, and that is uh, me and Darren's time. I'm, uh, yeah, the Dubois situation, I, we, we, we've, we've covered it, and we're moving on to other things. And just on the officiating discussion, by the way, you know, we had Stampeders fans in here yesterday talking about how upset they were at the officiating Friday night in Winnipeg when the Blue Bombers beat the Stampeders 26-19. And on the flip side, I see people nattering on social media saying, oh, the CFL is flattering the Blue Bombers, and they want them to go undefeated, and blah, blah, blah. I saw fans of both sides bitching, and I often say, if you got both sides mad at the officiating, you're probably doing a great job. Because you're certainly not going to please both teams, so if you got them both ticked off, you must be pretty even. But, uh, anyways, moving on from that, (laughs) Bailey says should have tuned in sooner. Right? You should have, Bailey. That's a fact. You're welcome to stay. And like I say, Hustlerama's coming up next. But, this came across my email last night. The Canadian Football League's power rankings for Week 7 came out, and it's a mighty shift in the power rankings. Darren, I want your opinion and the viewers' as well. Number one, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, nobody's going to argue that. 6-0, and oh, and like I said, they're off to their best start in 40 to 50 years. They look like they're going to romp to a third straight Great Cup championship, and for them, you know, and if so, good for them. Number two... The Calgary Stampeders, who lost in Winnipeg on Friday night. When was their first loss of the year. Yes, Calgary number two. That's moved up from, I think they started the season, picked number five. The third-ranked team, the BC Lions. Here's what I find, Darren. Here's a little secret. If you don't play, you can't lose. <laughs> so there's <laughs> been six weeks, and they've had two buys already. Morning, Dion. How is Denver? That a boy. He caught a ball. He went to a baseball game. Dion's back to head of security here. Did you bring it in here? Bring it in. You got to pick. I'll trust you. I'll trust you. Hang on. It's okay. I'll I'll look after. One Winnipeg, two Calgary, three BC. Like I say, BC was off. They've had two bye weeks through six weeks of play. And they're moving up in the standings. See what I'm saying? You can't play bad if you don't play at all. Point four, the Toronto Argonauts who lead the Eastern Division. They beat Canada's team in touchdown Atlantic. Number five, the Saskatchewan Roughriders, who are unfortunately sinking. You said when things go bad. <laughs> the fit has hit the sham with Canada's team. They've slipped to fifth. Sixth, the Edmonton Elks. They're like George and Wheezy, which means nothing to you, Darren, but they're moving on up from the Jeffersons. Seven, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Eight, Gary Stearns, Montreal Alouettes. And number nine, the Ottawa Red Blacks who have remained, uh, you know, they, <clears throat> they've been in the bottom three all year long. They haven't won, so no surprise there. I, I can't argue with any of these, do you?
3: No, I can't. <clears throat> the only one that, you know, I'm kind of waiting for is Montreal. We've seen them a little bit. I think Montreal's a much better team than their record. I think they are. So, I think that's the one team, you know. I look at power rankings as if they're going to play this week, who should be favored to win and who has the better chance to win. So, I'm cool with all those rankings. I think they got them right. But I think Montreal is a team that has the best chance to move up the list.
1: Isn't that interesting? Um, well, yes. And to be honest, we can unpack a lot of things here. I hope you CFL fans, you people who love the CFL, are enjoying this talk because in my mind, I was thinking this. Laying in bed, staring at the ceiling. You know, what the Riders probably should have done if Cody Fajardo is going to miss significant time with injury, they should have split that $500,000 a year salary into two guys like Montreal's done with Trevor Harris and Vernon Adams. Now, there's been talk of Vernon Adams being traded, but that hasn't materialized yet. And the thing is, all the bunk and all the crap you hear about Cody Fajardo, I don't think the Riders buy it. They've designated him as a franchise quarterback. He's the highest-paid rough rider ever. So, I, And football's the ultimate hindsight sport. I've, on a play-by-play basis, on a game-by-game basis, on a season-by-season basis. We should have done that. But I'm just saying, when you're hosting the Grey Cup and this is top three or four seasons in franchise history, putting a lot of eggs in his basket seems like a hell of a gamble. Now... Again, that's retrospective. and also shows you what the Rough Rider Brass thinks of Cody Fajardo. I just didn't think they thought that he was going to get hurt. So there's the rankings. Another one here, Dale Sheehan, who, uh, Dale Sheehan's on Twitter. He is law enforcement specialist, a proud veteran, armed forces, president of DL Strat Solutions. He put this on Twitter. He said the CFL needs a team in Halifax and Quebec City. That's a given. We all know that. He said a third team would make an even 12. Where should it be? He's got a lot of votes on this. His options are Moncton, Saskatoon, St. John's, or other. And leading the way is Saskatoon with 33%. Other is next with 31%. St. John's 19%, Moncton 17%. I don't think Saskatoon should get a team because, unless they want a team, but there's just, or there has been so much Rough Rider Pride there, training camps there every year. No, I don't think it should go to Saskatoon. It's a provincial team, always has been. It would be very hard to pry the allegiances away from Rider fans in Saskatoon. You know that. You lived there for a decade. It's like Ottawa when the Senators came to town. That town split three ways. Habs, Leafs, Sens. That ain't right. St. John's is the team, or the city that I voted for, St. John's, Newfoundland. It's the exploding sports city in Canada with the C-E-B-L there. E-C-H-L, Kelly Cup champions a couple years ago, the Growlers. That's what I would say. We're saying if Quebec City and Halifax were a given, who is the third team that the CFL should get? What would you vote on that?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Quebec City and Halifax probably, you know, one too. But yeah, um... It's tough. The Saskatoon thing is tough because it's a beautiful city. Players would love to be there. It's a great place to play. It's a great city to be in, especially in the summertime. Um, but the population is just not there. And in the province, it's not. You know, you wouldn't be able to draw from a million people. You would draw from probably less than half that. Right. And you're looking at – it would, you would struggle to get 15,000 people in the building on a game-by-game game basis. It would be really tough, and there's no stadium, and the province isn't going to put in money for another stadium. It's just not happening in Saskatoon.
1: Well, it's not probably happening anywhere is the look of things. But So, so again, I like to live in a world of reality, not fantasy. I'm re- I don't know why you put a mic in front of my face every single day because I know everybody else wants to live in reality. What about Or sorry, in fantasy, as my brother, the cowboy says, they want to live in a world of pixie dust and unicorn piss. He doesn't want to live in a fantasy world either, but I, that's why we get along. But everybody seems to want to. So let's, why don't we put a team on the moon? Did you, did How you think of that? that? Ten deer. Why, why not put a team in the middle of the Pacific ocean? <laughs> why not? It's, it's... There's about as much chance of that happening as Halifax. Anyways, Moose, I'll see you in an hour two, okay?
3: Yeah, sounds good.
1: Okay, a sports update for Hour 1. Los Angeles Dodgers ace Clayton Kershaw will start for the National League tonight in the first All-Star game at Dodger Stadium since 1980. And Tampa Bay Shane McClanahan will be on the mound for the American League. Los Angeles Angels two-way star Shohei Otani will lead off for the AL as the designated hitter. The Blue Jays have five All-Stars in the game. Alex Morgan converted on a penalty in the 78th minute, and the U.S. national team won the CONCACAF Women's Championship won nothing against Canada last night in Mexico to secure one of the region's spots in the 2024 Paris Olympics, but Canada can still get there. By the way, there's can, Canadian Premier League play here tonight. Hamil- Sorry, it's in uh, Hamilton, Edmonton at the Hamilton Forge. Here tonight, it's the cavalry home to York. A defense lawyer is expected to cross-examine a woman today who claims she was sexually assaulted by former Vancouver Canuck Jake Vertanen. The 23-year-old woman told uh, the B.C. Supreme Court trial yesterday that Vertanen assaulted her in a Vancouver hotel room in September of 2017. Vertanen was charged with one count of sexual assault in January while he was playing hockey in Russia. This sports update for Edo Japan. From hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce, Edo Japan's menu has something for everyone. And last night for me, three scoops of teriyaki sauce on my bento box. Thank you very much. We're going to Winnipeg next with Hustlerama. You're watching the RP Show live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino in Calgary on the Game Plus Television Network. We're also live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify.
2: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
1: Beautiful Tuesday coming down here in Calgary's entertainment destination, the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. By the way, gear up, Alberta. The World Juniors are back in Edmonton this summer from August 9th to the 20th. Single game tickets are on sale now for as low as $40. Pick your games at HockeyCanada.ca. We'll be broadcasting live from Rogers Place for two weeks next month. Well, we gotta get him in here. Our good friend Hustler Rama from Winnipeg Sports Talk. I can't believe the anxiety I thought Calgary was bad with Kachuk and Gaudreau. Winnipeg man, PLD, Pierre Luc Dubois. I brought you on, Hustler, if you don't mind to just explain what the hell's going on. I can't believe how wild they're going over there, but a guy that's not even a star. <laughs>
2: Well, Rod, it's all part of a much bigger thing for the Winnipeg Jets. I mean, you pay attention to this team and you've kind of seen the direction that they've been over the last couple of years. And it hasn't been going the right way. I mean, this was supposed to be really the period of time in the plan of the Winnipeg Jets where you've got Mark Scheifele and Connor Hellebuck and Kyle Connor and Nikolai Ehlers and Pierre-Luc Dubois, who they traded Patrick Laine for, probably the most popular jet ever out in 2.0 outside of Dustin Bufflin for it. And this was supposed to be the time that it was all coming together. And if you watched the team last year, it was the exact opposite. It all fell apart. And this offseason, Rod, was supposed to be about some significant changes to that leadership core and moving forward the players like Ehlers, Connor, and Pierre-Luc Dubois, who I know you said wasn't a star. He was a star player for the Jets last year. I mean, it wasn't a point of game player, but the given F factor night in and night out the physicality he played with, he was a very, very important player. And he always left it out on the ice. But nothing's happened with Mark Shifley after the disastrous end of the season and the interview he had at the end of the year. We've heard that both the team and Blake Wheeler are looking to move on from each other. And that hasn't happened yet. And now on top of it all, these reports of Pierre-Luc Dubois and his agent getting for lack of a better term, pretty greasy with the Winnipeg Jets and trying to work a trade to the Montreal Canadiens. This, this is a player with two years left of team control who has already complained his way out of his first stop in the National Hockey League. So there's a lot of people that are pretty bent about this for not only the fact that it's happening, but the way that it's happening right now. But to Kevin Dayoff's credit, he and the Winnipeg Jets cannot get pushed around They cannot get taken advantage of. And Pierre-Luc Dubois is not going to be traded to the Montreal Canadiens or anywhere else if the Jets don't get their asking price. And the asking price for an excellent two-way physical center that can play in your top six is going to be significant. That price hasn't been met yet. And who knows, we could be in for maybe the biggest circus in the National Hockey League come training camp with potentially two or all three of those players being back to run it back next year for the Jets.
1: Yeah, for sure. And actually, you know, so he wasn't a star, but he was very good. I look at this 81 games played and he was third on the team in scoring with 60 points here in Calgary. Matthew Kachuk played 82 games, as you know, and you know, he is a legitimate star, but I say your best of best abilities, availability, as they say. So do they like PLD in Winnipeg, by the way, or, or are they turning on him?
2: Oh, this, is, this has been seen as a WWE-style heel turn, Rod. Um, you know, the Winnipeg Jets was the team that got him out of Columbus. And, you know, he said all the right things when he came here. And, and as I said, there's no question about... There was a lot of questions about particular players on this team last year buying in, playing hard. We heard all the incredible criticisms from other players like Paul Stastny at the end of the year. It certainly didn't seem like any of that was directed at Dubois. But the fact of the matter is, and, and everyone would be fine with the fact that, hey, you know what? He's got two years left on his contract. We'll see what happens. But the fact that his agent leaked to Elliot Friedman going in when the Barry Trots watch and the, the, uh, the, uh, the courting of Trots was still out there, that he was going to go to unrestricted free agency. The timing of that was very, very suspect heading into the draft. And now we sort of know what's been happening is they've been trying to you know, um, finagle a, a trade to the Montreal Canadiens. Now, I mean, it puts the Jets in a terrible situation. You've got a really prime asset here in Dubois um, that's still very young going into his prime. Um, you know what? If the Jets aren't going to sign him long-term or they're not able to in the next two years, that's fine. But to try to pigeonhole them into going to one place, um, I think really rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And the other thing about it is is that this, this just doesn't happen. I know people are saying, well, you know, he's just saying where he would like to play. If you can show me, I had a great conversation on Winnipeg sports talk yesterday with Dave I said, Dave, can you remember you've been in front offices for a long time? You've been in this game for decades. Can you ever remember an agent posturing publicly the way he is for a client to go to a particular location with two years left under team control? Neither of us could think about it. And uh, it sort of seems like the jets have been in a bit of a vulnerable situation right now. And um, some people involved with the Dubois camp are sort of trying to leverage that into getting what they want far earlier than players have the right to sort of dictate and decide where they go. Um, this could end up being a, a significant staring contest, but for the jets fans right now, Rod, listen there, this has been uh, I mean, there was a lot of expectations, as I mentioned, that we'd see some significant change and turnover with this club. That hasn't happened yet, and I understand how hard it is to make. And Kevin Sheveldayoff cannot trade loonies for three quarters. Um, But it's conspiring right now with the cap space issue in and around the league that um, Rick Bonus may have many of the problems on his hand that Dave Lowry had at the end of last season that I think they were hoping to have moved on for going into camp this year.
1: James in Border Manitoba says, if he's back and I go to a game, I'm booing him every shift. From Vince, we liked him. Now we're not so sure. From Jay, or who is it? From Robin and Prince Albert, Jets should just blow it up and tank for Bedard. I don't think they're quite there yet. But we only have 90 seconds left, Hustler. Can they not enjoy the fact the Bombers are 6-0 and and may not lose oh. a game? Hey, have, you brought, that, hey, you're hey, having
2: a good time at the games? Thank God for the Bombers. That game on Friday night was special. Um, You know, we often talk about how amazing the vibe was in the Western final, um, you know, months ago against the riders. And it was about a difference of 60 degrees or something like that from how cold it was then to how warm it was on Friday night. Uh, But the battle of two unbeaten teams, the Bombers going to six and oh, it it is a special team and a special feeling around that football team right now. Uh, But uh, Unfortunately, no matter how good the Bombers are and no matter how much they keep on winning, uh, the angst around what's happening with the hockey team heading into the winter is not going anywhere. That being said, there's still plenty of time left in this offseason. We know that there's a lot of things being discussed behind the scenes, and it will be interesting as to how Kevin Shevelday handles his probably busiest and most crucial offseason in the last 10 years for the Winnipeg
1: Jets. Well, dude, I, t- I'd give you a bump for Winnipeg sports talk, but you don't need it. I, I need it. I see the amount of people that are tuning in every day. Drama's great well, for your show, Huss. Drama. One to three central on YouTube. Yeah. Dude,
2: Yeah. This off season and now the Dubois thing has just been gas on our fire. I mean, you know, it. sports radio, sports talk. This is supposed to be the deadest time of the year. And uh, all it took was this nonsense coming out of Quebec over the course of the weekend. And I think we had our biggest show ever yesterday. So, uh, yeah i mean i guess we're here for it um you know from the jets fan exactly. in me i'd love things to be a little bit more calm and um and, and consider to know what's going on but uh, i will tell you from the business side of things uh, it's certainly given us a lot of things to talk about and have some fun with every one o'clock at the uh, on winnipeg sports doc after you finish up
1: as you say business is good Hus, keep in touch brother uh, great job man thanks rod we'll talk to you soon pal Hustlerama from Winnipeg Sports Talk. Taco Time, viewer takeover is next. Still hour two coming up. Mike Richards will be with us in the Moose as well. We are live on the Game Plus TV network. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com.
2: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
1: It is taco time, viewer takeover. We got about a good five and a half minutes for this, which in the TV world is an eternity. So fire the comments our way. I see on the text line they're all contest entrants. And I want to say to our staff, we get a lot of guys and gals that are uh, entering the contest every single day. That's our World Juniors contest to so head on up to Edmonton to catch the World Juniors August 9th to the 20th. And every Friday, we'll award two pairs of tickets, and you get to pick the games to the round robin. So, um,. Let's show some love, not to the Randos, but to the P1s. And speaking of that, P1s, there are several chiming in today and some new people, too. Ernie Belfour in the chat says the Bombers will lose five to six games this year. They will not be in the Grey Cup. That must be a Ryder fan speaking because what would lead you to believe that Winnipeg is going to lose any games? They're at Edmonton this week, so they're going to go to 7-0 and with a win Friday night. And it's only Tuesday, so let's walk, back, walk it back a little bit. Pump the brakes. We'll talk more about this week's games on Wednesday. It's the beautiful thing about daytime television. We talk about what's hot. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, I just recently started watching Winnipeg Sports Talk on YouTube, and I'm enjoying it. It's interesting. I met a bunch of guys. I don't want to say what company until they sponsor our show, but I met them Sunday at the Calgary Stampede, and they didn't realize that they had this show on their cable channel 924 they said oh set the pvr we're working i respect that and they said "Sir, do you want to get on you know one of the big brand sports networks with the show and i'm like no i like where we are very much because nobody can tell us what to do nobody can tell us what to say we can say whatever we want talk about whatever we want nobody's pulling our strings and they said so you're like the live golf of broadcasting i'm like bingo Minus the $120 million U.S. check that Phil got. But the freedom is worth it all, and Andrew's figuring that out fast. You know, I put a thing on Twitter yesterday about Cody Fajardo, and for the CFL fans, I want to talk about that. I, I, I don't understand this. This is a bit of an argument that I'm getting a debate, not an argument. I see people crapping all over Cody Fajardo, which I believe his career record with the Riders is now 26 and 12, if that sounds right. And I, say, I see people say, well, yeah, he wins, but blank. 20 things that they criticize. And some guy, just Steve Bolin here in Calgary wrote it, and he says, wins aren't a great metric for quarterbacks. I'm like, I believe they are. And I remember Henry Burris going signing with the Green Bay Packers and being in their meetings. Hank and I are very close friends then, and to this day we are. And Henry said they would be in their quarterback meetings without Brett Favre. Favre wouldn't even be there. He'd show up two minutes before practice, big chew-in in his truck and a coffee, throw on his gear and run onto the field. But he wouldn't participate in those meetings. And the quarterback coach would be saying, well, oh, your footwork in practice in this drop wasn't perfect. And, you know, this throw over here was blah, 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 blah. And Hank would go, but Brett, feet where a footwork isn't that great. Brett, uh, Brett did this in the game. We're not talking about Brett! Brett Favre wins. And people say, are you saying Cody Fajardo's Brett Favre? No, I'm not. But as the highest paid rough rider of all time, he's a star, and he wins. What Favre get one Super Bowl? All Fajardo will need is one Grey Cup to get everybody off his back, because that happened with Darren, uh, Darian Durant. One minute remaining in hour one of the RP Show. Uh, James in Borden, Manitoba makes a good point. He says people are hard on Cody because of what Zach is doing next door. Zach Caleros with the Bombers. Yes, but people were hard on Zach until he won. I don't know. I'm, I'm one of those guys that with Fajardo, I know him personally. I love him, and I will never, ever, ever turn on him. It's nice to have support with, from people like that. I know a lot of the fake people out there that support you as long as it's going good for them. So I want to be that guy for Cody. Next hour, the Moose rejoins, and uh, Mike Richards. I laugh because it's always big fun with Mike Richards from Saga 968 Canadian Broadcasting. Icon, stick around. We'll be right back after this break here on Game Plus TV.
2: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.